Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Elise Morales. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Woo! Not Here we a very are. funny episode. <laughs> no. I mean, we'll be funny. Yeah, Elise was like, there's a lot of news, all of it bad. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, on every, it, it's all on different fronts and it's all bad. Um, it's like every single like existential crisis that we're facing as a nation has like a pretty big news story happening. Today. Certainly. Impending fascism, global warming, mm-hmm. systemic racism. It's mm-hmm. really all uh it's really all happening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is I mean, twenty twenty is truly the year that will not let up. Not for yeah, one second. I feel like, sorry, there's like a cloth hanging above my head. I don't know if you saw that, and I just freaked <laughs> out. I thought a spider was crawling <laughs> up my back. That would be horrible. Um, that, yeah, that was really jarring. Uh, <laughs> on top of everything else. On top of everything else, <laughs> there's a spider. Um, this is completely and totally unrelated, but last night at like 1 a.m., I started hearing a bunch of like scratching in my bedroom, and I was like, what is this noise? Betty, my dog, is like freaking out, and I turn the light, and there's like a mouse just like running around <gasps> my bedroom, stuck in our closet. It was very traumatizing. I'm a bit tired because afterwards it was hard to sleep. Because I couldn't catch the mice, so I tried to scare it towards the radiator, so it would just, like, go away. (laughs) I started, like, clapping at it. I didn't know what to do. But, yeah. Oh, anytime I've ever encountered a mouse, it's full, like, cartoon. Like, I jump on the chair. I'm screaming. Like, it's not... And, like, I was like, oh, great, my dog will do something. And she just, like, like sat, like, jumped up on the bed and, like, watched me, like, run around like a crazy person. And I'm like, okay, great. If mice knew... The power that they have. I know. And how afraid humans are of them. <laughs> <laughs> they can really take over. All right, let's get into the first piece of horrible news. Yeah. This morning, residents of Louisiana and Texas woke up to serious wind damage after Hurricane Laura came through the Gulf Coast as a category four hurricane. Laura has since weakened to a Category 3, passing over Lake Charles as it heads inland. It's expected to weaken more as the day goes on, but the danger is far from over. Uh, Parts of the region are still expected to experience deadly storm surges of up to 15 feet, which the National Hurricane Center warned is unsurvivable. Yeah, that is frightening. They were saying that it was coming like 30 to 40 miles inland. Yes, and I i mean, last night, we'll get to the RNC because I watched it, unfortunately, and then I was watching some of the coverage after and they started talking mm-hmm. about the storm and they kept using this word unsurvivable and I'm like, what? 
does that like mean exactly? Like I obviously know what it means. Yeah. But I, I'm like, so is any human in that area? Do they die? I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that they like because they were saying like I was I was watching some coverage of it as well, and they were saying it wasn't where like the eye was hitting was not as um, populated as it could have been. It was like one of the least populated areas. So it was a lot of like swamplands and stuff. So they were hoping that like any towns or anything that they just evacuated before that. But yeah, last night, um, Brian Williams on MSNBC was talking about how there's like one of the towns along the Gulf. In, mm-hmm. It was a town in Texas and I'm not remembering the name right now. It was called like Holly something, Holly Beach, I think. Mm-hmm. But don't quote me on that. Either way, th- this town was destroyed by a hurricane 15 years ago, wiped off the map, had to rebuild. It looks like it's going to be completely destroyed again. And the people who had rebuilt the town, it was like rebuilt all on stilts, but the stilts are 15 feet high. So if the mm-hmm. swar- storm surge is still, is, it's the same amount as the stilts. There, it's not, it doesn't make a difference. It's like as if your house is on the ground floor once the storm surge is that big. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously horrible. Thousands of people along the Gulf Coast have been evacuated. 285,000 customers have no power in Louisiana and Texas. And it is still too dangerous for officials to actually assess the damage. Uh, and according to Louisiana's governor, a 14-year-old girl has died as a result of the storm. So mm-hmm. really bad situation. And we're not going to know how bad of a situation really until the storm is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still going on. Yeah. I always think of like, it's how frightening it must be to have to have this stuff for, sort of happen like in the middle of the night where it's like dark as shit. Like it was already going to be dark and like I can't imagine like how frightening it must be for oh, yeah. all of that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really scary and this is just going to keep happening. I know. Because of climate change. Well, um, this was one of those things where they were talking about it like, oh, this is once in a lifetime because there's another hurricane or tropical storm coming like directly after it, Marco. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, it's so unprecedented for this to happen in the Gulf of Mexico. And it's like, we keep hearing this. It's just yeah. going to keep happening. I made an analogy the other day where it's like, it's interesting that people, like, people believe scientists when they tell you a hurricane is coming. Like, like, but they don't believe you when they, like, they don't believe you when they say climate change is real. It's like, yeah, it's so frustrating. And it's like, why do you, why do you pick and choose what you believe what the scientists are telling you? Like, they are using the same sort of science to, to determine that climate change is happening and it's real, that they are telling you that like, oh, in uh, 24 hours, you're going to, you're about to be smashed by a hurricane and they, and they evacuate. It's like, it's like, if I was like, I have a tumor and I like, I'm well aware that I have a tumor and doctors like, you have a tumor. And I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, but, and it's cancerous. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Fake. It's like, you can't, <laughs> it's, it's, you can't pick and choose this stuff. It's like these, like, it's like what you were saying. Yeah. They, people will believe that a hurricane is coming, but they won't believe the same scientists when they tell you why it's coming. Yeah. And it's like, um, we even see like, I mean, we're going to get to the RNC, but like there's a, catastrophic hurricane happening and they are making arguments against like the green new deal saying like senator joni ernst was like that joe biden and Kam- and uh, kamala harris want to get rid of farms like they want to get rid of animal agriculture and they want to get rid of cars and it's like 
stop lying. And while well, this yeah. is happening, you know, okay, and we're going to get Joni to that. Ernst, so we'll get to it, but I want to say this. Joni Ernst had a whole segment on the RNC last night about all the floods in Iowa and how Donald Trump came to the floods and was nice to her. And it's like, yeah, but why are the floods happening? Why do you think there has been historic flooding multiple times in your term? Why? And, and they say that and they turn around and be like, they're radical. They're the radical cl- environmentalists. That's what they said. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, we're you're gonna you you hear you're what's coming out of your fucking mouth? Like, okay. Yeah, they radically love the earth and want to yeah. live on the planet. <laughs> That's a radical it's, idea. It's absurd. Um. Okay. So continuing the trend of horrible news. Yesterday, 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was arrested and charged with homicide in a fatal shooting that left. Two dead during the protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Tuesday night. So the police chief uh, there said the teen was, quote, was involved in the use of firearms to resolve whatever conflict was in place, which is a very, like, convoluted way to say that this kid shot people and murdered (laughs) two of them. involved in the use in that he had a gun and he pulled the trigger and it killed people. <laughs> like, yeah, like what? He like, was who are you tra- like who are you trying to appease with that statement? Um, and the police chief also blamed the deceased for being out past curfew. Um, this idea of like, they did this during the height of the George Floyd protests um, like in June where like, yes, you're allowed to peaceful protest, but we're going to make a, pe- a curfew that we just pulled out of our ass, so now it's actually illegal to be protesting. Also, isn't the guy who had a gun out past curfew? Yes. Like, right? What, like, the curfew's for everyone, not just people who... Uh, like, people... Just because you agree with the police doesn't mean the curfew doesn't apply to you. So he was mm-hmm. also out past curfew, and he had an assault rifle. So, yeah. like... Which she, okay, we'll get to that. So Rittenhouse was from Illinois and had come into Wisconsin to, quote, protect businesses, as he can be heard saying in a video recording recorded the night of the shooting. His social media shows a lot of support for Blue Lives Matter and countless pictures with weapons. There are also reports that Rittenhouse was fraternizing with law enforcement in nights prior with a video circulating showing law enforcement officers thanking him and other armed civilians. There are also photos of him front row at Trump rallies earlier in the year. Um, Today, positive stories are circulating about Rittenhouse, while negative stories are circulating about Jacob Blake. Disgusting. It is really, really, really disgusting. Um, Literally a picture of, like, this guy being like, here's a picture of Rittenhouse cleaning up graffiti on a business, and then Megyn Kelly tweeting out that Jacob Blake was armed with a gun, or sorry, was armed with a knife at the at the scene, which is completely untrue. What the police are saying is that they found a knife in his car under the front seat, which how could they have even known that it would be there before shooting him seven times in the back? There's no excuse for it. Like there's no. these side by there's these side by side in your post articles. I think we actually posted on our instagram where it's it's like a picture of jacob blake and it says like you know that thing about him having a knife in the car and then there's a side by side like rittenhouse is cleaning up yeah (laughs) also 
the logic makes no sense to me that Jacob Blake deserves to be shot seven times in the back because he had a knife in his car, but that is not what happened to the kid who had an AK-47 and actually used it to shoot people. He doesn't get killed. He actually goes back to Illinois and gets arrested in his home. But Jacob mm-hmm. Blake has a knife in his car, okay. so he's shot seven times at point-blank range in the back. Yeah, there really is no... It, there is no, like... There's no, like, logic behind any of what yeah. is happening. And it's just really, really upsetting and it's really frightening because you know two days ago we see the those fucking like like dumbasses couple on the the, on the rnc who like whipped out their guns during the george floyd protest they get a primetime speaking spot and then a day or two later we have this kid shooting these same sort of protesters like yes and it's like and he's at the trump rallies where trump is like you know, liberate Virginia saying shit like this, like, like his words and their, the Republicans actions have consequences. And the consequences are the 17 year old who is clearly like poorly educated because he is doing this shit. Yeah. There's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with him. And now he's like, he has been, in his mind, he's been given the go ahead to shoot these people. You know what I mean? It is just... Tucker Carlson, on his show last night, justified what this kid did. He said something to the effect of like, well, what do we expect when law and order isn't being maintained? Of course, a 17-year-old with a gun is going to go maintain order in the absence of order. So now... With, with the McCluskeys at the RNC and the fact that Tucker Carlson said this on his show, which is the highest rated news show on television right now, millions of people saw him say this, the Republican Party's stance basically is that it is okay to shoot protesters. They are, they are like putting us on a direct path of mass violence. I know. And chaos in the streets. In it's- the streets. And it is extremely extremely frightening and it's like this is like what leads to authoritarianism like god forbid like like when uh, god hoping biden wins in november but who the fuck knows what trump is gonna do afterwards when he says liberate our country fight for your second amendment rights etc exactly the what the the election was stolen happen it's it's really scary and you know again just to flip it these cops saw this kid with an assault rifle. They thanked him. They gave him water. They were like, whatever. He actually, because he's under 18, he actually can't legally open carry in Wisconsin, though Wisconsin is an open carry state. Let's flip it and say that maybe a a 20-year-old black protester is open carrying an assault rifle. Do we think that the police leave him alone? Do we think that they let him exercise his Second Amendment freedom and give him water? Or what do we think happens to him? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that he's treated the same way. There is ev- There are countless videos and, you know, evidence of the police in these places sympathizing and thanking white supremacists and yes. militiamen. And it's like not everyone keeps saying all cops are not bad. Like then show us the fucking evidence. You know what I mean? Like why? Like, like it's just, it's just really, really like they are in league with white supremacists at this point. 
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So in line with all of what we have been talking about, the sports world has been reacting in a historic way to the unending violence against black bodies. Yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks did not take the court for their playoff game against the Orlando Magic. The team demanded that the officers be held accountable and denounced Wisconsin lawmakers for months of inaction on police reform. What's actually interesting is one of the players, I, I heard this on NPR this morning, one of the players on the Milwaukee Bucks like two years ago was attacked and tased by police for parking the wrong way at a Walmart, tased mm -hmm. by the police. Mm -hmm. So they're ref they refused to go on the court. This kind of led to a spiral where many NBA players have used their personal platforms to call for change. But according to Celtics guard Marcus Smart, it's not working, so obviously something has to be done. And right now our focus really shouldn't be on basketball. Um, last night there was like a meeting – of the NBA of the NBA teams I know both the LA Clippers and the Lakers agreed to strike the rest of their season the other teams agreed to play and LeBron James walked out of the meeting so that's the last we heard of that but there is a strike of some kind brewing in the NBA WNBA teams are also joining the strike. They've postponed three games Wednesday night, and instead of playing, all four teams took to the court and knelt in silence. Players from the Washington Mystics wore T-shirts with Jacob Blake's name and seven bullet holes cut into the back of each shirt, which if you haven't seen, like, it's a really powerful image when you see the... Mm -hmm. it, it really shows you how much, how many seven bullets is, like, unbelievable mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. you have to like to pull the trigger on your gun seven times into a man's mm -hmm. back is like, huh. um, like it, it's one, just disgusting one, zero is what it should be one is enough like seven like seven oh my God. you're trying to kill him you're, yeah, trying you're trying to kill, to kill him, him, and it's a miracle that they didn't kill him and we'll get to it but his life is obviously forever altered and uh, even mm -hmm. though he has got like miraculously survived what happened to him um back to sports an earlier wnba visual for blake was attended by every single team player coach and staff uh the N the wnba has been going hard all season players have been wearing the names of brianna taylor on their backs all basically all season 
And we actually have a clip of Washington Mystics player Ariel Atkins explaining why she was moved to boycott. Just trying to put everybody in mind, uh, talking to our team and talking to other teams. We wanted everybody to feel like they were supported um, and understanding that this isn't just about basketball. We aren't just basketball players. And just because we are basketball players doesn't mean that's our only platform. We need to understand that when most of us go home, we still are black in the sense that our families matter. Like, we got this little guy right here that we see every day. His life matters. He needs to know that he can do what he wants to do whenever he leaves his house, when he grows up. You know, within reason, don't need to go out there crazy, but he matters. And that's what people need to understand. Like, we're not just basketball players. And if you think we are, then don't watch us. You're watching the wrong sport because we're so much more than that. We're going to say what we need to say, and people need to hear that. And if they don't support that, I'm fine with that. I mean... Yeah, a lot of these players are speaking up and they're saying, you know, you can't expect us to just perform for you at night when we don't have our bodies respected as soon mm-hmm. as we leave the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, 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 it can't be asked of them to like perform at this high level, to live in a fucking bubble and dance for us every night when people don't want to, respect their humanity off the court and there is just like i i I was i've been recently watching the michael jordan documentary the last dance it is so fucking good by the way yes um and i like you know these these basketball players have such like power with the people who watch them the people who watch them love them you know what I mean? Yeah. And there is just this, there is a strange dynamic to me when there is this, like, you know, they trade players without, like, they can just do whatever they want with them. And, like, that also yeah. seems weird to me. And then, like, so, like, and the, it just must be hard to, uh, when half of your audience does not support you and you have to still entertain them, like, that would really hurt, like, my spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Half of their audience don't support their protests, what they're doing. You know what I mean? And like, or even like the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's just like, I, I, I would want to, and like they're protesting in a peaceful way, but this isn't even good enough for them. You know, like, yeah. how are they, how are people supposed to protest? You know, like, they want, the ultimate thing is that they don't want them to, but they're like, oh, the looting, the rioting, why can't people protest peacefully? And then it's like, they do this and they're like, why don't you, why won't you play basketball? Yeah. Why can't you? I mean, the thing about like, obviously, I support peaceful protesting as well. But like, these people are always crying about peaceful protests and stuff. And it's like, you know, who was the king of peaceful protests? Martin Luther King. And you know what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Like, violence came for him eventually when he was trying mm-hmm. to organize a general strike mm-hmm. in the world. So. It's very, um, I mean, I'm proud of all these athletes. I think it's incredible what they're doing. And actually, this uh, this strike actually marks four years to the day since Colin Kaepernick first knelt during the national anthem. So it's just really interesting. And they're putting their lives and their livelihood on the line in a really massive way, especially for someone who is in the sports world where, like, there's a clock that runs on how long you get to play. You know, Mm -hmm. and how like like the older you get, the more the more you play, like the closer you're getting to not being useful to your team anymore. There is a you know, there's an expiration date on this career and they are purposefully giving up 
the thing they love, their ability to make money, their ability to do whatever they want to do so that they can draw attention to this issue. And I think it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of progress on Jacob Blake's case, the officer who shot him seven times in the back has been identified as Rustin Sheshki. We don't really know anything else about him other than he's been with the force for seven years. The Department of Justice announced that the shooting is now under a federal civil rights investigation. Uh, Jacob Blake remains in the hospital and attorneys for his family said Tuesday that he is now paralyzed and that bullets tore through his spinal cord, left holes in his stomach, caused damage to his kidney and liver, and required that nearly his entire colon and small intestine be removed. Um, so any so plans just, he had for his life are out mm-hmm. the window. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, he's never he's not going to fully recover from that. There's mm-hmm. no way. Right. I mean, I'm sure that he will find purpose in his life. And like, I mean, I imagine there's going to be an activism element to his life. And at some point we will hear from him. But, you know, he's a father to a bunch of kids. And who were in the car when he was shot. Who were who were traumatized. So now he's got a bunch of traumatized kids. And, you know, he doesn't get to have the same playful whatever relationship he had with them before. Like, they don't get to run around in the yard with their dad anymore. They don't mm-hmm. get to play sports with him or whatever. He doesn't get to pick them up and swing them around. All these things that are hallmarks of having young children he is not going to get to participate in that anymore that was taken from him hey there overwhelmed foodies are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture fear not because amidst the chaos there's one shining star worth your culinary affection home chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea they're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. In the background of all of this, an event has been going on. (laughs) Uh, The Donald Trump fan fiction convention has been (laughs) going on every night. Um, As someone who has written a lot of fan fiction, uh, who's participated in the fan fiction world, I will say that the main character is a little bit of a Mary Sue, which is what they call it when your character's too perfect. The Donald Trump that is being portrayed at the RNC, a little too perfect. You're supposed to give him some flaws. You know, it's not like really good storytelling, but whatever. Anyway, yesterday was night three of the RNC. Headliner, Vice President Mike Pence, acknowledged the crises facing the nation in a way 
he said, he actually ended his speech by saying, we need to make America great again, again. Which uh, you could tell he thought was really powerful. Uh-huh. And to me, I was just like, I literally can't fucking believe I'm hearing this. I know. Um, he urged voters to ignore the president's bluster and focus on results. What results? I, <laughs> I look around. Maybe the <laughs> hundred, the hundred eighty thousand dead. Um, yeah, the current is the that hurricanes? the <laughs> Like what? You know, the worst economic crisis that we faced since the Great Depression. Um, the time he was thing. impeached. <laughs> like what yeah, are you talking like, about? You know, and then you know now that it turns out that they that the Republican-led Senate Intel Committee has found that he did. They did indeed coordinate with the Russians during the 2016 election. Like those were the, that. You want us to focus on that? The fact that um, our standing in the world has never been lower. Like, what results are you fucking talking about? We're not allowed to anywhere else in the entire nation. The United States passport is basically obsolete right now. Yeah, our passport um, is useless. Yeah, great results. He was like, um, he was like, yeah. President Trump keeps things interesting. And I was like, <laughs> that's what, how I've described myself in every toxic relationship I've ever had is I'm like, I'm keeping it interesting. <laughs> that's why I'm at your window. <laughs> like, I know. Interesting. Like, fuck you. He said something like, where the spirit of the Lord is, that means there's freedom. Like, what the fuck does that mean? His speech was all like weird platitudes. I mean, he is the most boring, plain milk toast person mm-hmm. karen too karen gave a speech and i i was watching the speech and i was like not only do i have no like did i have no idea that karen what karen pence looked like like if she walked down the street in front of my house i'd have as as kiki palmer said famously i could see her walking down the street i wouldn't know a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like it and I was like, I immediately forgot what she looked like as soon as she was done. Such a boring speech. He, he, I know, so boring. I honestly was watching my Pence speech and I don't, I could not consume it. Like, I could not consume it at all because I was so, like, I was just zoning out. And it's like, and they keep, they kept bringing up um, Qasem Soleimani, the yes. uh, Iranian dream general that they assassinated that almost caused World War Three. Yeah. Um, the results, Brian, the results. <laughs> yeah. Focus like, on the results. And, and everyone was like, what the fuck was that? We almost, and like, A, it's like, do you th- think that like the, your, your supporters remember who that person is or no one even knew his name before that? No, they're trying to make it like that was their bin Laden raid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, babe, no one knew who this man was. No and one even like, remembers that that was this year, honey. And it's just, like, the amount of, like, lies is, like, really just really frustrating. It's revisionist history. You know, we had the one Kaylee McEnany or whatever the fuck her name is mm-hmm. say, like, oh, he's protecting pre-existing conditions while they're in court trying to take away people's health care, like, 20 million yeah. people's health care during a pandemic. And it's just, like, it's just so frustrating that they keep lying and they're getting away with it. I feel like they also, like, all of these speeches, like, are so fucking weird and boring, but maybe because like they were expecting to do them still in person for so long, like they didn't adapt to the new platform. You no. know what I mean? Whereas so, the like, DNC, like they planned a virtual convention and I felt like it was impactful and it was really nicely done. This whole thing. Also, I feel like they have, unfortunately I've watched all, all of this shenan- the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just a broken record. It's just Donald Trump's great. Uh, he's doing a really good job. The media lies to you. He's everyone's so mean to him, but he's actually really nice in person. And Joe Biden is a radical left socialist who's going to personally burn down your house and go mm -hmm. back in time and abort your grandma. Like, it's crazy. And they keep doing that thing where, like, he's a Trojan horse for the radical left. Yes. And I'm like, you guys have been trying to say this for six months. You really don't have a yeah. new line of attack that's going to work. They also said this about Obama. Like, I was, I, like, the, remember their whole the whole RNC back then too was like, Obama's a socialist. He's a socialist. He's a leftist. He's a socialist. And you know, we'll see if it sticks. I, I really don't think anything, anyone other than media people and Trump sycophants are even watching this. So I don't know who they're making their case to. And I can't like, if I'm bored as someone who's like a, like policy, like politics news, like heavy consumer, if I'm fucking bored, I can't imagine how bored people are who don't pay attention to this shit. Yes. And I really felt like the DNC was just a lot more dynamic. There was a lot more stuff going on. It was more, it was, it was a lot more watchable, I would say. I mean, I obviously have bias in that, but like the RNC has been a mess so far last night, a nun, a wild nun appeared mm -hmm. and <laughs> warned that Joe Biden support that Joe Biden supports the horrors of late term abortion and infanticide, which is insane. First of mm -hmm. all, no politician in the United States supports infanticide and very few support late term abortion. Honestly, mo people who have had to have late term abortions are in very, very serious situations. Like mm -hmm. people don't, th when that is happening, you are typically losing a baby. The baby that's being aborted in that scenario is one that was very much wanted, but there is a life of the mother situation. The baby is not viable. It's a horrible experience for the woman who has to go through that. But and there's every no compassion, time they bring, obviously. Every time they bring this up, it is triggering for these women. It is yeah. so disrespectful and like a fucking horrible and atrocious thing to do. Yes. So, um, and also it's not, again, it's not true. Throughout his career, Biden has honestly been <laughs> kind of waffling on abortion rights. Uh, he's landed more or less in the right place at this point, but he has never vocalized support for late-term abortion. Um, she also said, this nun also said that the Biden-Harris ticket does not represent Catholicism, which makes sense because Kamala Harris isn't Catholic. But this other guy, <laughs> Lou Holtz, who is just like some random old football guy, straight up said Joe Biden is a Catholic in name only. And that is extremely fucked up to say about someone's religion. Extremely fucked up to say about Joe Biden, who has publicly talked about how his faith got him through the multiple very sad and tra tragic losses of family members that he has experienced. Whereas Donald Trump can't even name a Bible verse. Yeah, it's, I know. Like, it's he so crazy to be like, Joe Biden's not a real Catholic, but Donald Trump. He never went to church. Which, uh, like, like, ask him what church he went to. What, like, how does he pray? What does he pray about? You know, like, he can't answer any of this shit. One time he was asked about his religious beliefs and he started talking about his own golf course. 
I know. They, like, they were like, what do you love about God? And he's like, I have a beautiful golf course. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, one of, he's the least religious president I've, I've seen in my lifetime. At least um, outwardly, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, he really doesn't – I mean, I can't speak to what's in anybody's heart, but he doesn't speak to religion at all unless he's reading one of his, like, hostage statements that he has mm-hmm. to read, as, which he'll regale us with tonight. Um, other highlights, if you can call them that, of the evening. Uh, New York Congresswoman Elise Stefanik called the impeachment inquiry illegal. It was not illegal, and that is why we spell Elise with an A in this house. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, And then Clarence Henderson, a 1960s civil rights activist, basically lied and distorted Trump's record on race. Uh, And throughout the convention, speakers have distorted Trump's impact on employment for people of color and women. And they failed to mention that COVID has wiped out almost all gains that were achieved beginning with the Obama administration. So it's very weird because the convention is still doing this amazing economy message as if it's like frozen in January of 2020. It's very, mm-hmm. very weird. Like, they'll, they'll do whole segments that are like, Donald Trump's amazing economy. And they don't even, I'm always waiting for them to be like, and yeah, COVID messed it up, but we'll get it back. Nope. No, they don't do that. No. And like, or he like, Mike Pence said something about like, oh, and since COVID, they brought back 9 million jobs. Like, negate, like not talking about how many more we had, have not gained back. <laughs> like, 9 million yeah. is like a fraction of the jobs that were lost because of their fucking terrible response to COVID-19, which, by the way, he was supposed to be leading the task force on, and he barely mentioned it. However, when they does these people do seem to be mentioning COVID-19, they're talking about it in a past tense. We yes. are still very, very much dealing with COVID-19. A thousand people died yesterday in the United States, over a thousand people. We've just reached 180,000 Americans dead, which is a huge huge amount more than all of europe you know and you know we see it like it, even like the daily tallies now and today like there's like 54 from spain like 20 from the uk etc and that they have a population of like 400 plus million people we have 300 million people we are still like crushing them in the amount of people who are dying every at day. the beginning of this week the university of alabama reported more cases than the entire nation of canada it's it's yeah. a joke. And also, when we're talking about, oh, we gained 9 million jobs back, guess what? We shouldn't have lost a single job because every other country paid companies to keep employees on the payroll. And we are the only industrialized, rich country that didn't fucking do that. So actually, there shouldn't have been one single person who lost their job. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing is, is like, and... We had to like, and they did give money to companies, but they gave them to companies that didn't need the fucking money. They gave them to millionaires and billionaires who ended up laying off, a lot of them laying off and furloughing their employees anyways. Yep. So it has been a shit, shit, shit year. And a shit, and it's, it's been a shit, shit, shit week and a shit, shit, <laughs> shit year and a shit, shit, shit administration. <laughs> Oh, and Uh, and tonight we're going to have to hear more shit, shit, shit from the president's uh, headlining speech tonight at the RNC, which, Elise, I think you will be live tweeting. I will, and I will recap it in the Betches Sub newsletter as I have been. So if you don't want to watch it, which I honestly can't in good conscience suggest that you do. (laughs) 
<laughs> sign up for the Betches Sub newsletter at Betches.co slash sub sign up. And I'll tell you if, if honestly, there's honestly probably not going to be anything you need to know. But if something you need to know happens or something funny happens, it'll be in the newsletter. I hope he like, I hope he just like flubs and like trips and like eat shit or something. I like, know. I hope he just hope resigns. What if he just, <laughs> what if he was like, I actually resign? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, I did it. I made America great. It's great right yeah, now. You know what? Actually, after watching, I- I've watched the past couple of days of this convention. I realized I did an amazing job. I kind of want to go out on top. So <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and I would be like, yes, you did. I would, I would lie if I that know. helped him get I know. Out. I'd be like, be like girl, yeah. yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You did amazing. Now go away, please, forever. <laughs> job well done. Job well done. So good. So good. You deserve a vacation, actually. Yeah. Definitely kick Some back. <laughs> I know, I know. All, All right. right, well, until, until uh, the return of democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Elise Morales. And this has been the Betches Sub Podcast. <sighs> the Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.